Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, as always, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hello, hello. Doing just splendidly. Today is a great day because if you've been following along with our Boy Meets World content, then you know that part of our struggle, you and I struggle in November, December, was the battle of the PS5. Remember that, Jess? Or did you block that from your memory? I do remember that whole situation. So both of our SOs really wanted a PS5, and we were often, like, really dragged into this mess of trying to compete with, like, millions of bots on the internet to get it. Truly ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was horrible. Will got it first. Uh, We were still struggling in this household, but today... uh, the PS5 has been delivered, thank God. Lovely. Yeah. Where did he end up getting it from? Where are we shouting out? Uh, Costco. So Ooh. the funny thing was is that like last week or the week before, they came out on Costco and Drew, in the process of signing up for a Costco membership, because we don't have Costco, and I was like, why don't you mm-hmm. just sign up for Costco? They got sold out. But now a couple like a week or whatever ago, they came out again and he already he had the Costco membership ready to go and he was able to snag one. So it just got delivered today. So um love that. I'm, what did he do you know what he's playing first? What game he's playing first? Uh he's gonna be definitely playing Spider Man first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to just be free as a bird now. Um it's I know gonna you're gonna like he's great. gonna like look up from wearing the same clothes three days in a row and be yeah. like oh you still exist Hi. yeah which is fine which is fine we like um got we spent a lot of time together in the last few weeks and i'm ready to have some freedom we're yes. um we're like kind of like a independent couple because <laughs> most of our relationship we were we weren't like long distance but we were like 45 minutes away from each other so like you know how like there's a lot of new couples that are like all over each other and like mm-hmm. then they become like a little codependent. Like we were never like that. So we like our independence. Um, so I'm ready to get some of that back. We love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I think it's one of those things where especially nowadays where we're we're kind of stuck in a in the same house most of the time together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice to each have your own little thing, you know, your own little activity yes. that you yeah. can do. Which I appreciate because around the same time, well, obviously we started this podcast in what, like September, October area time period. <laughs> it just keeps like getting pushed back. It was like first it was, was it, like it was August, September. then it was like September. Then Did it, we start like, in August? I think it was late August. Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't but remember. Every now. single time we reference it, it like moves <laughs> later forward later. a month. So now it's going to be like, yeah, we started this in like November, December. We started this around Christmas. We started this around 2021. <laughs> It's like every single time we mention it, it gets pushed back three weeks. It's fair. Okay, Um, so in September. But but yeah, I was going to say that like a few months after we started podcasting is when Will got like his PS5, which is like something he's been playing a lot. So usually when I'm recording, that's usually what he's doing, which works out. It works out. It works out. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How are you? I'm good. Um, We made pizza for dinner tonight. That was delicious. Uh Um, pepperoni pizza it's really good 
Um, we watched some Sopranos. Uh, mm-hmm. We're up to season four. So quickly moving through the series. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I'm trying to think if I've really watched anything. I started watching The X-Files. Have you ever seen it? Oh, you know what? So my dad and mom watched that. That was like another one of those shows, kind of like Friends, kind of like mm. Ally McBeal, where I kind of grew up with it. And um, so I have seen it before a long, long time ago. Haven't seen it since my family watched it. And mm-hmm. I know that um, that's going to be becoming a new a new thing on the post-show recaps community but yes um, I don't think I'm going to be joining on that adventure no that's fine here's the thing there's a lot like it's a lot like Mm -hmm. it's old and it's a lot so it was in the 90s which actually is kind of funny and I started it because I was like "Eh, I'll give it a shot like if they're gonna podcast about it I'll I'll try it out and I I've watched two episodes so far I really like it the struggle is that like I really am a completionist and so they're they're doing it community building style where they're kind of bouncing around a bit and Mm. I don't know if my brain can do that but then I also don't know if my brain can watch you know Mm -hmm. that many episodes of a show in a week right um so we'll see we'll see what happens but I'm liking it so far so that's what I'm quote-unquote watching this week beyond my normal routine of Mm -hmm. shows have you started anything new have you binged anything overnight lately (laughs) no no I think that uh, little fires everywhere broke me. I think mm, that mm-hmm. I was just like that was the the one time where I just overindulged, and then my body was like, "You need a break, sis." So, mm-hmm. um, in my spare time, when I'm not watching Boy Meets World or Dawson's Creek, um, I've been following along on other podcasts and like listening to their coinciding podcast so like office ladies and watching mm-hmm. the office i watched my one episode a week um and i have to i got really behind with uh the scrubs podcast i really liked that mm-hmm. um but real doctors no fake fake doctors real friends something like that is that a podcast Yes, that's with oh. uh, Zach Oh, that's Braff. the Scrubs. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, the yeah, Scrubs yeah. podcast. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so yeah, I've I've been working on that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. no, I have not binge watched a mini series <laughs> in less than 24 hours lately. I know. There's a lot of stuff on my list. That's my problem. It's like there's so many shows on my list that it's like very overwhelming, especially mm-hmm. if you jump into a show that has like a bunch of seasons. It's kind yeah. of just a lot. And it's like I lean more towards shows that have like one season mm-hmm. <laughs> that's easy to kind of binge very quickly. Um, or I usually lean into something that people are talking about because I'd rather not miss the conversation of something that's new. Yeah, um, yeah, but but yeah, I'm I'm sure I'll get more into the X Files because I was a big like Law and Order SVU person. Mm. I I do like those like I don't know is it a procedural drama? I suppose. Yes. Yeah, that's the um, word. And like the chemistry. Oh yeah. Between is it Mulder and Scully? Yeah. I apologize if okay. Mulder I was gonna say Scully. yeah. I'm still getting used to the names. Yeah. But the '90s fashion is on point, mm. and like because we do this podcast now, let's I always have like an eye for like the time period fashion and so like especially 90s now stands out to me and oh my gosh scully is the woman right yes i think and anyway. i don't think so 
No, Scully isn't the woman. I think she is. Here. Oh, see, I'm so bad with this. Gotta check Dr. Google. Yes, please check for me. But regardless, her fashion, especially her lipstick, like I love a like brownish red mm-hmm. and like that's very 90s and that's where she rocks and I appreciate it very yeah. much. And she's just, yeah, I love her already. Okay, so Dana Scully. So Scully yes. is the girl. You got it right. I was right. Yeah. Um, it was just a anyway. test. That's what um that's what I've been doing. Beyond that, I am basically just yeah. living my best life over here. Yeah, absolutely. Good for you. Um, but yeah. So today we are here to discuss season one, episode five of oh. I almost said Boy Meets World. Oh my goodness, Dawson's Creek. No, no. <laughs> you know what? Are you just drinking your soul your soda stream? Yes, today I'm drinking, let's see, what flavor is this? Hold on. Oh, you know what it is? It's the strawberry um, bubbly mm. flavoring. Very nice. How is that? Delicious. I love it. I love this soda stream. I highly recommend for anybody who is a seltzer addict like myself mm-hmm. because it's cheaper, it's better for the environment, and you don't constantly have to buy cans of seltzer from the grocery store. Look at that. Look at that. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still working. I f- am finishing up my 19 Crimes Cali Red Snoop Dogg wine today. So I <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't listen to our Boy Meets World, uh, the finale podcast, give that a listen. That's where Sarah started the bottle. It just came out mm-hmm. uh, Thursday. So go give that a listen because it's it a listen. very it's fun. funny. Okay. Um, now yeah, I would so, like to talk about the episode, please. Yes. So season one, episode five, Hurricane. Apparently, according to IMDb, oh. this episode was originally called Blown Away. Ooh. Which do you like better? I think I like Hurricane better. I mean, they've been doing one word uh, podcast or podcast titles, uh, episode titles yeah. so far. So yeah. I feel like that would have broken the trend. It's keeping up. Yeah. It's keeping up with uh, the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> keeping up with those Kardashians. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. We're just keeping up with the uh, the rhythm, I guess. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do like Hurricane. Blown away, I think. Um, I think that that gives away more than Hurricane, I guess. I mean, Hurricane makes it very clear there's a hurricane, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. maybe not, but. No, um, but I think Hurricane is a bit more like, you know, there's a hurricane, but it's like, oh, uh-huh. Hurricane Bob and Hurricane, right. you know, this and that. I like right. that better. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, we agree. Anything else that IMDb taught you? You're coming no, with No, that facts? was the only thing I happened to see. That's the only um, facts you're bringing to the show. That was today. the only fact they had. Can't make up the facts. <laughs> yeah, please make up facts. I should try. I should start making up facts every single episode and see what you believe and what you don't believe. That would be fun. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> Um, so, so we have many different timelines oh, or many different yeah. not timelines many different like characters uh, storylines mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. kind of interweaving so here's yeah. what I have and you can pick the first one you want to talk Ooh, about okay we have Dawson and Joey we mm-hmm. have Joey's family slash Joey's family with Grams I kind of smash those together because they're very small storylines um we have Gail and Mitch also slash Dawson and his parents in general yeah we have Pacey, Dougie, and Miss Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jen and Dawson. Mm-hmm. And then we have Jen and Joey. Okay. So where would you like to start? Oh, my God. So many options. I know. So I many know. options. So I kind of want to save the 
big chunk of this. So the Gail, Mitch, Dawson mm-hmm. for the end. Okay. So um, let's start with Pacey again because I just feel like it kind of makes the most sense. He's kind of mm-hmm. not a part of this crew uh, today. So um, that's fair. So and you know what? I got, I, I'm starting to grow a little a soft spot for Pacey. Interesting that this is the episode that that happens because I did have questions yeah. for you. Yeah. And I'll, so, I'll, yeah. Okay. What was your, what's your questions? So, and I'm wondering if this has something to do with your not as, you know, you don't dislike Pacey as much. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that this is the episode we find out that Pacey's father and brother are yeah. both cops. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it makes sense? Do you feel yeah. like, yeah, so go ahead. Okay, so I think that's definitely it. My problem with Pacey has been that I felt like Pacey's been very one note since the beginning of the season. This is our fifth episode and this is the first time we're learning more about Pacey's home life. And that's been my struggle with Pacey, that I felt like I didn't get his story. Um, I think that so he comes from a family that seems like pretty traditional. And the fact that the dad seem the dad has like a blue collar job. His brother mm-hmm. has a blue collar job. And I think it's expected of Pacey to be like a manly man blue collar like buttoned up shirt type of person like Mm -hmm. the rest of his family which causes restrictions or more not so much restrictions but I guess I mean restraints like and like you know he's expected to do what the rest of his family does I guess or so um so yeah like I, I I think that that's definitely helped me with Pacey. Um, what do I think about his family being cops? Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's fine. I haven't met his dad, but um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like and we don't know anything about his mom either. I don't know anything about his mom, but it sounds like, you know, his dad just seems like from like this very flash, like he believes in like duty and he's mm-hmm. probably like was in the military, one of the branches of the military. And he's probably pretty hard on Pacey, if I'm guessing, because once again, I just feel like that is a stereotype of a blue collar cop father mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you know, a stereotype, yeah. you know, I agree with that. I think that like it makes sense that Pacey is the way he is in the household that he grew yeah. up in mm-hmm. where there were all these expectations put on him mm-hmm. and he's the youngest I, th- right. I think or at least he's younger than Dougie we know and but like also 10 years younger than Doug or or like maybe nine or eight years much younger than his older brother yeah yeah so it is it is one of those things where like it makes sense I, I literally wrote oh Dougie's a cop as is Pacey's father this makes sense in my notes because like <laughs> yeah. he just he rebels that you know against authority a lot of the time yeah. and I think mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense yep. given yeah. who he grew up with um and the one thing that I will say like aged extremely poorly I mean obviously we've talked about that the teacher student relationship mm-hmm. aging extremely poorly I think this particular segment of the episode ages very poorly in that Pacey constantly refers to his brother as being homosexual right obviously and he's saying it like 
as if it's a slight against Dougie. Yeah. Basically emasculating him the entire episode. Yeah, he's like being a very ne- like a naggy younger brother. Uh, he yes. just keeps poking and poking. And obviously this isn't a discussion that they've probably had dozens and dozens of times. And each time, you know, he brings it up, Doug, Dougie, is he, is, are we calling him Dougie? I call him Dougie because that's what Pacey calls him. It, Doug, Dougie, I don't okay. think it really Whatever. matters. So it seems like the more it gets brought up, the, you know, his brother already has such a short fuse Mm-hmm. That it's like he knows that this is going to set his brother off and he continues to do so just to piss off his brother. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it's like the more they talk about it, the more obvious to me it is that he is dealing with that internal struggle. And whether he be bi or gay doesn't matter oh, to you, me. So you think there actually is... Something yeah. with his sexuality. No, okay. I, I do. I don't because know. I feel like I didn't the, necessarily get a particular yeah. vibe on on um, that. I guess I can now that you say that. If if you view it through that lens, which is possible, mm-hmm. you could say that like Dougie is like um, hinting at Tamara or like you know hitting on her so force not force I don't want to say forcefully but like. It's very obvious he's mm-hmm. hitting on her as like a way to counteract what right. Pacey's saying. But right. regardless of of Dougie's sexuality, it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't matter. And Pacey just comes off looking very homophobic, right? Because <laughs> does, the reason yeah. the, the reason that he points to oh Dougie's gay is because oh he likes Barbara Streisand and he likes Les Mis and, and theater, yeah, yeah, and he loves the theater. And I wrote mm-hmm. in my notes, I'm like, oh Sarah would get along great with Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug. I mean, besides the gun thing, but yeah, Doug seems of like course, a good time. Course. Doug's pretty cute too, but um. So, yeah, it, it it didn't come off. I mean, honestly, all the interactions that he that Pacey had with his brother besides once we got to Tamara's house, it's like a little different. But um, it seemed like he was being an annoying younger brother and mm-hmm. insensitive to whatever his brother's going to going through. I, I just guessed that that could be an actuality because of how like of how much his brother like objected to it and it's mm-hmm. it, you know it, it just like when it's fair yeah, yeah. That's so a, no that's a fair reading on the situation to be honest I mean I know I've seen the show yeah I have no clue I do mm-hmm. not remember what what Dougie's sexuality is yeah but I think I do I agree with you like I think it's it's interesting regardless of which way you see it yeah but, like regardless of all of that, the moment Dougie pulls a gun yeah. on Pacey, there's yeah. my sympathy is like out the fucking yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, um, and then no, okay. So this situation it gets crazy because th- there's the hurricane that is going. So the entire town is like boarding up. Um mm-hmm. Number one, Tamara is now Tammy. I don't know when this happened, but I was I wrote that down too. I'm like, what? What is like nickname her? Yeah, Tammy. And like everyone was calling her Tammy. I'm like, she's not a Tammy. She's a Tamara. She is a Tamara. Yes, I agree with you. So, um, coincidentally, like Doug ran into Tamara and was helping, and then they get into the situation where everybody wound up staying. At tomorrow's house because she's afraid of storms. So this is like quite a 
compromising, interesting situation. They like stay overnight, I'm thinking. I think they were just staying out the storm. I don't know how long it took for the storm to pass. Yeah, this is a good question because they kept saying like today's like a crazy day. So which made it sound like it was later in the day. But then it was like dark out. So I was like, so I, I don't know if this happened like overnight. I don't know if they were like sleeping over or if this really happened one day. Like it could have uh, been one day because when it storms, I mean, it certainly gets dark out. So I don't yeah. think we really know. Interesting. But yeah. They end up at, at Tamara's house, and which is certainly awkward considering yeah. uh, Dougie is hitting on Tamara. Meanwhile, right. Tamara is sleeping with Pacey. And there are like sometimes where I'm like, these guys are like playing with fire. I mean, they're playing with fire in general by mm-hmm. hooking up and, and whatever. Yeah. But Pacey starts like tickling Tamara and they yeah. kiss and Dougie yeah. is right, right outside. there. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they she said that it's getting dangerous and it really is. They are. And she said that they're getting sloppy and they're. Getting, they really are they're really getting mm-hmm. sloppy do you so, think dougie has any inclination no. of the situation considering Mm-mm. he walks in and they're kind of in a compromising position yeah Mm-mm. no i don't think he knows I, I don't think so i think that doug is uh a little oblivious now i mean do i think that maybe like doug could be patrolling the beach in the next episode and like see Pacey and Tamara like in the window from the beach and like then figure it out yeah like that's totally something that I can see happening Mm -hmm. but at this point I don't think Doug knows or has an inkling um but yeah so back to this this gun situation Mm -hmm. they're playing uh games Monopoly in this like getting to know you game and um before that, Pacey tells Tamara that, like, her, his brother's gay and that, like, um, and whatever. So basically mm-hmm. that she, like, stops flirting with him and, like, doesn't go out with him on a date. Um, right. And he gets crazy. Yeah. Like, he gets very mad and he's like, who told you that? Like, Pacey, like, tell her I'm not gay. Pulls out a gun. And you know what Pacey says? He goes... Don't worry about it. Like, he does this all the time. So now this makes me feel very bad for him because this is, like, the sort of, like, scary, empty threats that he lives with in the house. And where do you think Mm -hmm. Doug learned how to do these shenanigans? His dad. So toxic household back at the Whitaker house. Wait, no. What's their last name? Whitaker. No, you're right. Is it? Whitter. Isn't it? Whitter? I don't know. Casey Whitter. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I wish I could remember. Okay. Okay. So, um, bad situation. Bad situation. I it just, is Witter. Okay. Sorry. Witter. Um, um, so, I'm, like, a little nervous because it seems like, I mean, it sounds like they he does this all, he literally said he does this all the time. He pulls yeah, it. No, I he think, does this shit all the time. That's the quote. Yeah. And you, like, you, you have to imagine this isn't the first time that Dougie, I mean, regardless of the gun, which is terrifying, like him using the badge against Pacey in mm-hmm. some way. And yeah. where do you think he learned that yeah. from, right? Yeah. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of the the vibe that you get in this situation. And like, yep. if I were Pacey, I wouldn't want to be home either. I wouldn't want to No be wonder with he that. hangs out on the docks all day. Yeah. This is so yeah. sad. So I understand why you kind of, like had more sympathy for PC this episode because we do learn yeah. 
more about his backstory. There's more mm-hmm. to come. Uh, mm-hmm. All we we've only met his brother so far. Um, so much more to come on that. The only thing we can say is that like obviously the homophobia bad look on PC right you know but th- this is what we got in the 90s right. you know being called gay was a negative thing yeah which it right. isn't shouldn't be you know yeah um, but I think that like Pacey doesn't seem the type of person like if somebody actually came out as gay like I don't think that he would be making those same jokes mm-hmm. I, I mean yeah, I think hope. that if yeah. his brother like openly was like no like I'm really gay like don't call me that. Like, I think Pacey seems like the type of person not to make that type of joke. Or if, like, somebody at school came out as gay, like, I think mm-hmm. he would be supportive. Like, I don't really see Pacey, like, doing that um, to somebody that's actually, you know, struggling yeah. with that. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Um, But – and then we kind of end their little situation with – um. uh, Dougie actually asks out Tamara she Mm -hmm. turns him down she says she's seeing someone right now which obviously is Pacey yeah um and Pacey later returns uh we find out I don't believe we knew this before this episode that she was previously married Mm. um she says to an abusive fat stockbroker oh yeah 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 those people are like all out right now like he's probably very upset about GameStop um and uh amc he's probably boiling i wouldn't want to be home as tamara right now Mm -hmm. um but those stocks going all crazy (laughs) yes and we find out pacey says that he's falling in love with her which is this is the first that we're hearing of this i still think like i don't know i I, like i get it from like Mm -hmm. a story perspective but do i think that these two characters have enough in common to fall in love well now no. what they have in common is each other and their secret together that's so true. now we've gone past the point where like it doesn't really matter what they have in mm-hmm. common they're now in this situation and they're bonded by the secret um and even like pacey's like creepy like words like felt different today where he's like Every, like, I'm jealous of, like, anyone who's ever, like, smelled your hair or, like, looked at you or, like, yeah. even today that was working better for me. I'm like, okay, now I'm, like, really drinking the Kool-Aid here. Mm, not happy. I'm not super proud of it. I, I'm not supporting their relationship. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just no, saying I know I'm, what like, you're saying, warming though, up yeah. to Pacey. Um, yeah. And then, like, yeah, so he's asking all these little questions and, like, they wind up, like, pull- he winds up pulling him inside and mm-hmm. like having their rendezvous They're doing it again yeah yeah so that's kind of their storyline they don't really interact with any of the any of the other mm-hmm. characters so they're kind of easy to to get out of the way yeah um i think next let's do another short storyline kind of a smaller one for this episode was yeah. joey's family yeah. slash their interactions with grams yeah yeah um, yeah because so- this was also not a good look again <laughs> like okay and this is even even in the nineties, this is like a bad, bad look on Grams. Oh yeah. Grams um, Grams is cracked. That's uh, for sure. She, Grams is cracked. <laughs> Basically, we start off with like Bodie and Bessie are arguing about circumcision and whether or not they're going to circumcise their son. Bessie is against and Bodie is pro. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ask me my opinion on this, please. I mean, I don't I, I've not 
thought about it. I have. Like, I have because it's like it it means more in the Jewish um, religion. Like the bris, right? But, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, honestly, if I have to give my opinion on it, whatever the father is, that's what their son should do. And I honestly, I don't think um, I think that should be the father's decision, not necessarily the mother's. That's hmm. my two cents, because, you know, you're as a father, you're going to be teaching your son about sexual that's health fair. and like hygiene health Mm -hmm. so it would be easier in my opinion if the father had the same situation going on downstairs as their son just that's a fair argument that's a fair argument i like i understand where bessie is coming from in terms of like mutilation argument Mm -hmm. type of thing right but like i also think like it's a little baby that like doesn't realize like no mm-hmm. one remembers anything yeah. at that age so very true what is the huge deal but regardless yeah um they're having that argument meanwhile so then obviously joey's entire family and jen and her grams all get invited to go to dawson's mm-hmm. to wait out the storm to wait out the hurricane and of course grams got shit to say yeah about bessie and Bodie, and she starts off real fucking shitty oh, she yeah. goes oh you're bessie joey's unmarried sister <laughs> yeah i'm sorry does she need the qualifier of unmarried um yeah i don't know grams is like really i mean i kind of like grams like is nice to dawson kind of this episode but is still a nasty bitch so yeah she (laughs) she still is giving Bodie and bestie shit um Mm -hmm. Like, she's very dismissive of Bodie, and she um, constantly is, like, really lingering and giving opinions that she shouldn't. Like, you know, Bodie was, but Bodie is, like, also, like, over Grams and is, like, kind of, like, at least, like, Bessie's, like, you know what, like, your chicken's delicious, like, whatever is trying to play nice. Bodie's, like, you know, you can really use spices on your chicken, you white woman. Like, have you heard of, like, Rosemary, I think it was, or something? Here's the thing, though. Here's here's where I fall on this. I mean, we're both on the same side of, like, Graham sucks. But here's the situation. Bodie is also a fucking chef, Graham's. Yeah. So, like, He fucking knows because she's like, oh, you don't think that I know more than you? Like, no, I'm sorry. Are you a chef? Oh, you're a nurse. You're not a chef. Very true. Oh, then I think maybe I would fucking lean on the chef's advice. But here's the thing. If I'm Bodhi (laughs) and I walk into this situation where I sense immediately just there is this judgment. Yeah. There is. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, we know later what happens, but like. He doesn't know. So, right, let's start off the bat. Like, Bodhi probably thinks it, it could be just because they're unmarried and having a child together that that is where Grams's judgment is coming from. But regardless. I think as a black s- man, Bodhi knows where um, exactly. Grams's judgment's from. A hundred percent. But yeah. if we're giving, like, Grams the benefit of the doubt walking into things, it he feels judgment regardless. Let's mm-hmm. pretend it's just because of that. Sure. The moment that there is the... We don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. And Grams chimes in, or black or white. Grams, why would you do that? Why We're would you done say that? Here. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. And then and then she tries to back that shit up. She tries to say, oh, no, no, no. I'm not racist. I just don't like when children raise children. I'm right. sorry. I'm 
sorry. Who gave you the right, Grams? Yeah. Who gave you the right to judge other people? Yeah. And like, be a fucking <clears throat> silent judgy bitch. Like, no need to pipe up when no one cares about your opinion. I know. I know. And it's, you know, she hides it behind the the curtain of like, I'm a religious, God loving woman. It's like. Bullshit. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's the, that's always what I take issue with is that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, if you're God loving, be accepting of everybody, but. Exactly. Was, no, she's a judgy bitch of everybody. Yeah. She's a judgy bitch of Jen. She's a judgy bitch of Bodie and Bessie. She's yep. a judgy bitch of Joey. Like, Dawson. I'm sorry, people don't come yeah. from a perfect family. Like, apparently yeah. you did, but like. It's not your place yeah. and it's not your right to fucking speak yeah. up to these people that you don't even know. You don't even know them. Know. And it's so infuriating. I mean, but the thing is that she's she's spent years and years and years judging Joey's family. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't exactly. start here. This is she judged Joey. She judged Joey's sibling. She judged Joey's parents. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is decades of judgment towards the uh, Potter family. And it's disgusting. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, it. I don't know if it. if I was the only one who felt this way. But, like, it felt like the episode made it seem like, oh, she has a point with children raising children. Like... Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think do you, so. Do you want to? Because I think that I think that what Bessie said was kind of like point blank, like bounce out of here. So mm-hmm. Bessie said, um, um, part black, part white. It doesn't matter, Mrs. Ryan. This child, this child will be one hundred percent loved, and that's that's mm-hmm. all you need to say because it it. That as long as the kid is loved, it doesn't matter that they'll be black, white. It doesn't matter they're coming from an unmarried household. It it doesn't even matter that, as Grams was saying, that it's going to be um, identified as as different from the more right. moment like they're born. Doesn't matter because their parents are going to love them. And yeah. I'm sorry, should we only like marry other white people and have babies with other white people so that our children won't be different from every other child out there? Like it's ridiculous. It is. And, it is. Um, I did look up because she says like, "Oh, children raising children." Do you want to guess how old Bessie is at this point? Because I did look it up. Guess I was curious. Bessie's like 24. Like mm-hmm. she probably went to the same grade as Doug. Okay, so she's 25, so good guess. Oh, look Which at is me. interesting because we have Joey and Pacey both with, I mean, decently older siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at like a 10-year difference because Joey's 15 here. Right, yep. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're both, we're obviously both on the same page. And like Grams is a judgmental bee. Like I remember, here's the thing, Grams does, uh, I'm not spoiling anything. She like, we get more information. She like warms up a bit she she's not i get that because you know what like everybody has layers to them Mm -hmm. and i'm not surprised that we find like a backstory as to why grams is cracked (laughs) yeah grams is cracked that's where we can end that conversation grams is fucking cracked yeah yeah Ugh. So where do you want to lean next? You said you want to leave the gail mitch drama for last let's go to jen let's go to jen 
Jen, Dawson, and Jen. Okay. Je- Dawson and Jen. So, um, yeah. Um, so they they wind up at the Leary house too. Mitch is like the real MVP here because he's like seriously taking in all these people. Um, very, very, very kind. And Jen goes right to Dawson and when she arrives at the Leary household. And it's so awkward. It's so awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically blows her off completely again. And um, then later on in the episode, when Dawson's going through all this stuff with his mom and in the cheating and all of that he basically vents to her about it and she kind of is trying to kind of give him some insight and say like these things usually don't have a lot to do with sex because he's like my parents have sex all the time I don't Mm -hmm. understand why this is happening and then Jen tries to say to Dawson oh your mom is a good woman Mm -hmm. and Dawson says the fucking audacity. Yeah, Yeah, this is no good. You would defend her. It makes sense. And Jen, MVP. Yeah. Claps for Jen. Pops off on Dawson's fucking face. Yeah. She, she loses it. She's like, excuse me. Yeah. And then Dawson has, again, audacity to say, oh, well, who better to understand someone who's been with multiple partners? Yeah, Again, no, that was fucked up. Shaming. I didn't like that at all. Oh, the I don't know. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what's going. I mean, I do know what's going on in Dawson's head, but I, I don't understand why he's taking it so personally that Jen had sex before um, Dawson was a thing. Like, it's just, it's just so. I mean, obviously, he by the end of the episode. He says that he comes around and he says that he understands and that he was in the wrong. I mean, it's great that he finally got his head on straight. But I mm-hmm. mean, Jen is way too forgiving. She's way too. Um, she's just like, I I want Jen. She respects herself, but mm-hmm. I want Jen to stay strong in her convictions and, you know, know her self-worth and be like, I don't need your like whiny boy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she yeah. she does. She's not quite there, um, which is fine. She's 15. Like why? How yeah. and why could she be there? Um, I think it's not her job to like fix Dawson. It is not her job to get him to realize how to be a decent fucking human being. No, but I feel like it. she does feel like it's part of her job to do that. Like, unfortunately, yeah. I do feel like. You know, she she's just so later on after this interaction and there's a couple of other things that happen in between this. But um, she's leaving and she, you know, she tells Dawson off, which is it is great. She does um, because, mm-hmm. you know, she is like, you know, today's the day of truth, truth telling. So I'm like here to tell my truth to you. Um Oh, she, she, she said, uh, it's the day of truths and I'm taking my turn. Um, <laughs> so were you surprised about what we, I guess, let's go over what we learn about Jen yeah. in this in this yeah. story she tells. We learned yeah. that she lost her virginity at age 12 to mm-hmm. some old guy who got her drunk. Right. She had a pregnancy scare. She went on the pill. She was drinking a lot. She mm-hmm. sometimes used condoms, sometimes didn't. She was sexualized way too young doesn't wish it on anybody and the reason that she is in Cape Side is because she was caught having sex on her parents bed so 
how much of this were you surprised by if any um no. do you think there's still more yeah um I am not super surprised by any of this, unfortunately. I think that it tracks um, with kind of what she's been saying, but also I think it makes sense for her character. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do I think there's more? I think that the partying aspect is is um, is also a part of it, but like the fact that she got kicked out for sleeping in her parents' bed. Um, I mean, her parents should be more understanding because at least she wasn't like having sex in like an alleyway or like, you know, at least it was in a bed in a home. Um, Pretty awkward, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And does she not have her own bed? Like, why couldn't she just like. No, I think it was one of those things where it's like, ooh, let's do it in my parents' bed. Like, saucy. I've never had the desire of having sex in my parents bed. Oh, me neither but this is like this is a story that happens on teen dramas all the time i know but like you have your own bed it's disgusting it's, I, it's what it is i don't know i like that that's that is not a fantasy of mine but um okay so um yeah so she got sent away for having sex in her parents bed her she's it's sad because like her dad like um, can't look at her the same way and like you know he, now he doesn't have to because she got shipped away yada 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 um, I think that there's like still a piece of this puzzle uh, with partying if this is it then like fair enough like this is bad enough for 90s drama but mm-hmm. um, I'm just like waiting for like when the Molly kicks in you know <laughs> like I'm yeah. expecting Molly or like party drugs shrooms I like, mean I think we can insinuate or assume based on what she's said that there's yeah. a lot involved with it right between this all started at age 12 and she's mm-hmm. now 15 so that's yeah. three year this period is, where she's yeah. drinking a lot and, and partying and mm-hmm. having sex with guy and again who cares if she's having sex with guys but you know what I mean mm-hmm. um yeah, and then this, I loved this yeah. sorry go ahead no 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 you go you go I was I was gonna say that I loved the She's so smart. I mean, a lot of these kids are smart, but she's just very, like, emotionally aware Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, like, intuitive of how others are feeling because she says this line where she's not the whitest snow image Mm -hmm. um, that Dawson has of her, but she's also not this, like, over-sexualized girl. She's somewhere in between. And I really loved that from Jen because... She not only does she know, I mean, she's still learning who she is. She's a teenager, but she knows how other people see her. She knows how Dawson sees her as this particularly like innocent, almost like a Marilyn Monroe type of situation. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have people seeing her as like the saucy Marilyn Monroe and like the the (laughs) sexy Marilyn Monroe. And she says, I don't know who I am yet, but like I know I'm somewhere between those two things. Yeah. Um, and I loved that from Jen. I, lo- I love that for Jen, too. I think that, I mean, the best part about Jen is how, you know, self-aware she is. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to get on her case for, like, be, it, for giving Dawson too easily. She, I have to remember, like, she's so mature and so well-spoken and so emotionally intelligent that I forget that she is meant to be a 15-year-old. Like, she, yeah. you know, it, it, it's hard, especially with Jen, because, like, Dawson might be like 
I don't know, lyrically intelligent, like, or with words, I mean, not with music, but you know what I mean? Like, he might, like, mm-hmm. be a poet in the way he speaks, but he's mm-hmm. he's not, he doesn't have the life experiences that Jen has, and he's not as emotionally intelligent as Jen. He's smart in yeah. a different way. Joey's street smart. Pacey has his wits. Like, Jen mm-hmm. has, like, the life experience that these kids from a small town literally don't have so i'm a little too hard on like what i expect from jen but um essentially dawson's like look i i fucked up and like i use sex to measure happiness and uh gotta 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 and you know he says like his behavior is unredeemable and he doesn't deserve somebody as like passionate and honest and like beautiful as you and i wrote in parentheses in my notes yeah i agree um <laughs> and and they hug and they and he says like can we like take two and she says yes like and she yeah. like hugs him back and is genuine about that and i do think people deserve double, like second chances it's just like and, and and I have to remember that, like, this is, like, Dawson's, like, worst month of his life, I think. Like, yeah, there's so I think much shit fair. going on. I have to, I, I and, and this is very, very emotional um, for Dawson. But it's, like, he doesn't deserve Jen. She's, like, an angel baby. Yeah, I agree. I think that we are both in the position of, like, wanting the best for Jen because, she didn't do anything wrong and she mm-hmm. doesn't deserve to be slut shamed and judged in the way that yeah. she is constantly by everybody around her. I mean, right. she fucking lives with Grams who judges her on a daily basis. Yeah. I think that like when we put it in the perspective of Jen has moved to a brand new town, the only people she knows are her grandmother who <laughs> is constantly judging her and basically calling her a slut every single day. Right. And her grandfather who's in like a coma or whatever the fuck. And right. like, then and then she has you know the people that she's just met she's kind of clung on to Dawson which makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. you know he's someone she's met and she can see the potential there right she senses that there's something there she seems to be getting something some type of a friendship going with Joey which we can get into next because it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. but like it makes sense that she would go back to Dawson after after all of this. I agree. Yeah. I get frustrated too in that like, yes, Jen, you are too good for him. But putting it her in the position yeah. that like where she is physically and also kind of knowing that she's still a teenager puts it into perspective a yeah. bit. But yeah. I really loved the Jen Joey situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying their like blossoming little friendship. I'm glad that Joey, I mean, honestly, I'm happy for both of them to form a new friendship because as we've been saying, like I want Joey to depend on Dawson less. And I, if she's not going to connect with Pacey at the moment, then I'm glad she's like finding something, some sort of common ground with Jen. So we have a scene where like Jen just gets Jen and Joey both going to fight with Dawson. And yeah. Joey's outside on the porch, like watching um, Mr. O'Leary and Jen comes out and is like, hey, like, can I chill with you? It's like really awkward inside. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. trapped here. And Joey's like, sure. And they have like this little conversation about how, um, you know, how it's just it's just been a day, essentially. Yeah. 
I love too that I mean we give Jen a lot of credit for being very emotionally aware and being kind of very mature compared to the the rest of the group but I will also say that Joey is extremely perceptive and that I mean she also knows Dawson she knows Dawson in and out yeah, but she says, uh, oh, wait, don't worry. It's an ego thing with the reason why uh, Dawson is treating Jen this way. She says, it's an ego thing. How could there be anyone before me? And I'm like, that is so spot on. Mm-hmm. But then immediately they get back to being teenage girls and discussing the side of size of Dawson's penis. And this is the content that I'm here for. I would like, <laughs> this is what I would want to know too. I mean, there's been like a lot, a lot, a lot of emotional things. We don't get to have like shenanigans that much on this mm-hmm. show so yes I I would like to know if Dawson is carrying a uh, quote unquote pistol or a rifle that is um, some <laughs> hot goss that I would like to know um, now I, I, I do want to say on my adventures um, in the social media I followed uh, James Vanderbeek and I know he has a very healthy sexual life because he has four, four to, listen shh, four to five gorgeous white haired blonde children so him and his wife <laughs> are getting it and they're making these like little like white haired blonde cherub babies um, I thought you were gonna say something else with no. how you knew about like his sex I'm like what is no. he tweeting no 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 he's very he seems like a great father and he has like all these kids like have like big blue eyes and like mm-hmm. little pale round faces and this hair that's like I don't know something that you would see from a Norwegian goddess and <laughs> Um, and they like live in a farm and they just like bop around and there's like a hundred of them and he's just living his best life. So I'm saying this because number one, uh, interesting social media content, but also like we, I mean, I mean, he, he gets it. So, um, so essentially, I don't know why I brought that up, but the, well, because the, Joey says that she mm-hmm. thinks that he has an above average size penis based uh-huh. off of like his height, his yeah. hands and his feet or something. Yeah, I think that James Vanderbeek um, has a good time. I, I, I Yes, think- but as as I think the girls on the show will come to learn eventually, it is not necessarily the size of the tool no. that you're using, but the mm-hmm. way in which you use said tool. And I mean, Dawson is very inexperienced uh, tool <laughs> user. Carpenter. Uh, yeah, like he's probably a poker. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's a jabber. He's a, a jabber. Like one of those jackhammers. <gasps> yeah. Do you remember the episode of Sex in the City where yes. Carrie has uh-huh. have sex with this one guy and he just jackrabbits constantly and mm-hmm. she just gets her head smashed against the headboard? That's yeah. Dawson. And he thinks he's doing it correctly, but he's yeah. not. Yeah. We've oh my god. This. I cannot wait until we get into that. I mean, how much of a mess is Dawson going to be at that aspect of his life? It's gonna yeah. be a disaster. He's- He's definitely the guy because he's an only child, right? And he yeah. constantly gets like validation from everyone around him. Yeah. Oh, you're so smart, Dawson. Oh, you're so yeah. talented, Dawson. Yeah. He immediately is gonna like either that or or it's the opposite, and he's extremely insecure about oh, it. Oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna tell you what. Um, the last thing that Dawson needs is for somebody to be faking an orgasm with him. <laughs> 
the last thing he needs in his life, I swear. See, luckily, if he loses it to Jen, I feel like Jen would be able to no, teach him. No, okay. I, I I, mean, you want to put money on this? He's going to lose it to Joey, and I, I'm I, I'm, sure. I mean, that, I know the answer, so I can't put yeah, money he's on gonna, this. I mean, I, I, okay. I feel like he's going to lose it to Joey, and it's going to be like the perfect movie moment that he's been waiting for, and it's going to piss okay. me off. All um, right. Well, stay tuned. We'll get there whenever we get there. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, I loved this interaction. Yeah. I'm loving the Jen Joey content. Me too. I hope that they get closer because I stand these two queens. They're much better yeah. than the two men. Yeah. That they're I, I agree. I agree. Um. um so you want to go to Joey and Dawson now? Absolutely. Okay. Joey and Dawson. So we start off the show with Do- Joey and Dawson like usual. And Dawson is like acting like everything's cool. Like they're watching some like um, they're going with the theme as always. And mm-hmm. they're watching some like natural Twister. disaster movies. Yeah. Twister. And like he's like acting like, you know, everything's cool. But then like they turn off the movie and he sees his mom on the TV. And then he like turns into freaking Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like psychopath yeah. loser it's like they had like made up but then like the moment that he saw bob and his mom on television he like immediately was reminded that like joey kept the secret from him yeah but i have a fair. bigger question oh okay joey's hanging out with dawson and like it's obviously windy because like shit's getting blown over they're <laughs> yeah. preparing for a hurricane they get news that their school is closed the next day because of the hurricane warning. yeah i liked the little woohoo that Dawson game yes. it was very it was it was very yeah it was very uh like I don't know it, it was reminding me of like when I'm a kid and there was like a snow day we didn't have hurricane days but we did yeah. have snow days right um but Joey's hanging out at Dawson's house like this bitch she has to fucking row home she's a goddamn <laughs> rowboat on a creek I in know the middle of a hurricane I, I mean morning. I, I don't think that these ki- kids take the hurricane very seriously I think that no. they're just like yeah like we get a hurricane but no but they've been like saying that they think that it's just gonna blow past them it doesn't normally come to Cape Side so they're like I know but cares? still you think that like Bodie and Bessie would be like uh Joey maybe you should get home before the fucking hurricane hits so you don't get blown all over the creek <laughs> I know just saying I know I I am concerned for the little the little rowboat but yeah um so but th- I love this line um this is not my the line that I wrote down for our segment later but Joey tells Dawson fasten your seatbelt it's gonna be a bumpy life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Okay, Joey, like we're we're really like doing full tilt in the metaphors. Like you know that Joey yes. like is like shit. Like I really need to like keep up with Dawson and all of his like <laughs> nonsense talk. So like she's like sitting down like in school, not paying attention, and she has like an extra notebook and inside it's just like <laughs> metaphors and like one liners and like yes. like matter of fact like sentences that she can say to Dawson and she like saves them up and uses them like a Rolodex like oh yes and I they can say all, this today and they're all related to like different movie genres too yeah, so she's yeah. like okay we have our section that has the little tab that's specifically yeah. for natural disasters yeah and yeah <laughs> she has to she she needs to keep track she needs to keep track of all of these I love I love this uh this theory I this is canon now this happened yeah um, so maybe she always has like, these yeah she has like a set of like five different mole um moleskin notebooks of like yes. 
of like we got the like metaphors for like life. We have the analogies for mm-hmm. this. love life advice. Yes. Love li- yeah. So um, no, I <laughs> love this. Um, so she ends up leaving and then later when the whole Dawson Jen drama happens in Dawson's room, of course, Joey is in the closet because why is she why she just is. Um, and yeah, so she comes out and it's so weird to me. OK, so she brings up, oh, let's why don't why don't we go reenact Jaws in the closet? Because apparently that's something they did a lot as a child mm-hmm. as children. But like then she brings up, oh, is that just something that we're too old for, like sleeping over? And I'm like, bitch, you're the one. You're the one that said brought they were this too up. old to sleep yeah. over. So she's like, she brought this up and is like, you know, we can't do this. And then he's like, wait, why do we have to do this? And then now she's mad that they yeah. have to do this. And she like, she can't have it both ways. Yeah, like she wants to both be children and be the teenagers that they I are. I mean, to be honest with you, this is like some shit that I would pull. Like, you know, I. Like, you know, say to Drew, like, you know, I, um, I don't, it's like almost like I don't want this for dinner. And then they like bring something up and you're like, okay, that's a stupid suggestion. I don't want that for dinner. It's like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't have it. Like, you can't get mad at like something that you bring up and then mad when they're trying to enforce it or whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. But this is like, this is where for maybe for the first, uh, maybe I got annoyed with Joey another time, but this seems like the time I've gotten the most annoyed with Joey was when Dawson is trying to like explain how upset he is with this whole situation with his parents. Mm -hmm. And Joey says, well, you should uh, get down on your knees and thank God you have a mother. And it's like this. I don't, I mean, I haven't lost a parent, so maybe I can't speak to it. I think I that just think it's, it's frustrating. Like, uh, I don't know. I think, okay, well, you go first and then I'll respond. All I was going to say is that, like, I think that, he, like, just because he has a problem with his parent, he's not saying, I wish I didn't have parents or something. Right. Like, he's just expressing, like, a frustration he's going through in his life with his parents. Like, he's not... You know, he's annoyed. He's frustrated. He's going through something. I don't think it's necessarily fair of Joey to be like, well, at least uh-huh. you have parents. But I don't know. You uh-huh. you speak on it because I'm not sure. OK, well, um, com- coming from a prop a, a, per- a, a, a situation where I did lose a parent, I think that um, I think that Joey feels like Dawson has champagne problems, essentially. OK. I think that he and this is an ongoing like conversation like she feels that everything in his life has been handed to him like Joey's seen real hardships and she probably thinks that whatever Dawson is going through is just it's serious but it's less serious now the flip side of this coin is that just because somebody's problems might be like mountains versus hills doesn't mean like the struggles that like your hills don't matter as much you know what I mean it's still yeah. your problems so no, that's completely fair mm-hmm. yeah yeah now but I think it's frustrating for Joey for like Dawson to just go on and on and on and and it, it's just like you know what it just feels she probably just in Joey's mind it just probably just feels like very pointless to harp on this because in her reality, she she doesn't have either parent like, you know, and he's saying I mean, I think it's like specifically something that Dawson said where um, 
Let me try to find. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember exactly what he says in the moment, but I agree, like, just because this may seem like a small problem to her, to Mm -hmm. him, it's a huge issue because his parents, who he thinks have the perfect marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for once, it seems like there's something seriously wrong and that his mom's cheating on his dad and it really, like, rocks his entire world. Like, that's his foundation. Yeah, It it is serious. It is serious. I mean, Joey knows that she pulled the quote-unquote dead mother card card. yeah so Mm -hmm. she knows that it's not cool um what she did um i you know i don't think that joey's in the right here i do think that i think that they're not being good friends to each other i think it's like honestly like when was the last time that dawson asked joey if she's okay without Mm -hmm. her mom or her dad you know like I'm sure yeah. it's uh, he, the thing is, is that people are so, so, so supportive of one another when you recently lose a parent. But after the everything, the dust settles and everything is like goes back to normal for everyone. That's when it feels the lonely and the, the lone, the Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> After the dust settles, that's when it's the lonely, lonely, fuck, loneliest. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> One sec. That's when. Okay. So the thing is, is that once the dust settles, that's when it's the loneliness. <laughs> I have to keep all of this in. I have to keep all of this in. Uh, so after. People know what you're saying. Just no, I refuse. The rest of no. Thought. So after the dust settles and everyone goes back to lo- the their normal life, that's when the person that loses the parent feels the most lonely because <laughs> just reworded it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I'm titling this episode. Even though it's very, it sounds like a downer. Because, okay, this is such a serious topic, and I just I want, know I, I want know. everybody to just like listen to me when I say this because it's as a person that has lost a parent, it's when you know when it first happens, you get all this food, you get all this attention, you got these cards, you get like everybody like coming up to you and be like, "I'm so sorry," and gotta gotta gotta, but then you know. Everybody goes back to normal life, but you're there and your world is still changed. Like everything has changed for you when everybody else just goes back to their normal life. So and that's when you need your friends to come Mm -hmm. through and be like, are you still okay?" Or a year later when, you know, it's the anniversary or even a random day. Are you okay? And I think that that's something that like some people that haven't lost a parent don't think about because they're just you know you don't want to bring it up like you don't want to feel like you're like being like a downer and bringing it up to them but it's 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 you know it's it means a lot when it's a random day and you're saying like hey are you okay so my point with all of this is that joey not only lost her father to the law but her mother to cancer and when was the last time dawson was like hey joey you okay girl Mm-hmm. Probably never. No, I think that's fair. I think we can't, right? We can't, even though I'm annoyed with Joey that, like, she doesn't recognize that this is a big deal for Dawson. I also think, like, we have to give her leniency in that mm-hmm. she's had it fucking rough, man. Like, mm-hmm. if she pops off, it's understandable why. 
Right. Um, but I do like the resolution they get at the end yeah. because it, it it is Joey kind of owning up to like, I shouldn't have said what I said. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And they, they end on a good note where they end up going back in, in Dawson's closet and playing Jaws. And yeah. they for one night, they put their maturity on hold yeah. and they play. And I thought that was a cute moment. It was cute. I like them playing mm-hmm. Jaws in the closet. Um, <laughs> one, one other one other note I, I, I do appreciate once again from the perspective of somebody losing a parent is, um, you know, what Joey said about um, kind of like idolizing the people that we've lost um, and just like remembering that, like, you know, they were human also like, mm-hmm. you know, they also made mistakes. I think that's something that people do when they lose somebody is be like remembering all the good times and be like they were perfect like they like Mm -hmm. did all these things and like they were amazing and it's always good to like remember the good times from like a a friend a parent a significant other or whatever but um you know always remember like you know that they were human so um I just thought that was an interesting thing to bring up because it's just it's a discussion that I've had with a friend of mine of like idolizing uh, people that you've lost. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just interesting to be put in here because it's something that I've thought about before. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it was just something that I don't think I've seen in modern media um, mm-hmm. being brought up about. I appreciate it. That that was just my only point about it. Yeah, I, re- I really liked how they ended with, with da- Dawson and Joey and kind yeah. of he he's going on a fucking apology tour and he apologizes to joey too he does he like makes (laughs) the rounds all around the house he does he does and i i i like that about dawson i mean we give him a lot of shit and i'm sure we're gonna keep giving him a lot of shit but for all the shit we give him he he does apologize when he's wrong yeah and some people don't and so very true gotta give him that um very true and he does I mean, he's a little bit self-centered, what teenager isn't, right. and he's so focused on his own problems, but once he kind of gets out of that headspace and recognizes, like, hey, yeah. there are people around me who I've wronged or who need my help, or, you know, what he does, you can tell that he really deep down does care about, like, the relationships he has with those people. Yeah. And so I do appreciate that about, yeah. about Dawson as character. He's not a bad kid. He's just... Yes. He's just in his own teenager. world. <laughs> Yeah. And a teenager. Yeah. I'm a teenager. Um, <laughs> what was that line? Oh, shit. I can't uh, remember it. Oh, my God. I can tell you. I can tell you. Yeah. Um, so funny. <laughs> it's like, I'm a teenager. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was so funny last week. I'm mad at the world, Joey. I'm a teenager. <laughs> so good. Um, and of course, we save the best for last. We have the Gail Mitch drama, which also obviously involves Dawson. Yeah. Um, and this is some this is some hot, spicy fucking tea <laughs> yes. this episode. Wild ride, wild ride. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So number one, um, I appreciate that. I know that Dawson's dad is now named Mitch. So um, yes. high appreciation. We know it's Gail so we can call them by their names. Yes. Um, um, yeah, Gail's supposed to be, wants to cover this hurricane, but Bob gets the job because he has a penis. Yeah. Um, and Dawson, holy shit, this entire episode, just like the amount of just ire and mm-hmm. disdain for his mother. Yes. He, he's like, oh, dad's such a faithful guy, right? So trusting. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, Loyal to a fault. Mm hmm. 
Um, and of course, I loved, 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 loved the, um, oh, got to get ready for Hurricane Bob. And his mom's like, Hurricane Chris. And he's like, oh, right. Bob is the anchor man. Like, <laughs> classic. And loved it's it. like so freaking obvious. And like, Gail's like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. So um, Dawson comes and walks in on his mom giving like kissy noises to Bob over the phone and on so, the stairs on the stairs um so there's a confrontation and you know there's no hiding anymore it's like out in the open between she didn't even try to hide it no 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 this no. bitch is having a conversation with Bob she, on the phone yeah she has multiple other people in her home yeah Tamara is saying that she's gang sloppy but like <laughs> Gail's very sloppy she's a fucking sloppy affair. Joe over here yeah, yeah. <laughs> sloppy Joe so um you know, so they, Gail wants to talk to Dawson about it. Dawson wants to run away and he doesn't want to hear about it. Like she tries to explain like the situation, like the classic, like I love your dad very much. Like we've all like, mm-hmm. that's a, the most cliche thing that you can say in this situation because like obviously the person that's listening to this is like, how can you possibly love me in this situation mm-hmm. or love the, whomever? Um, but you know, and then like, hold on, hold on. So you are someone that speaks English well. Um, I've heard that you have uh, impeccable grammar. So like, please explain this to me because I, I, I'm V confused. So Gail says Bob and I and um, Dawson corrects her and says Bob and me. Bob and I is grammatically incorrect. What Can was you- the sentence exactly? Oh, do you have it? But what is happening between Bob and I? Yes. So in this situation, it depends on the subject or the object, right? What? So if I were to say, um, Sarah and I are going shopping, we are the subjects of the sentence. So I would be correct. Um, whereas if I were to say, um, the, let me think, uh, the storm around me and Sarah, that's correct because the storm is the subject in that situation. What the so actual it's, fuck? <laughs> it's confusing, but you have to think about it in that specific way. So I'm trying to think of like another example. But anytime like basically, I mean, this isn't necessarily always true, but a lot of times like if you're starting the sentence that way. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting the sentence with like the two people who are doing something, so mm-hmm. you and I, so mm-hmm. Sarah and I, want to go shopping tomorrow mm-hmm. uh versus um will came and talk will went to talk to me and sarah because will mm-hmm. is the subject but so you're saying me before me and the order blank. doesn't matter so i could say will mm. came to talk to me and sarah will came to talk to sarah and me i am uh really blown away i've never i hope this is correct this. yeah i'm I, I don't know that I'm using like subject object correctly, but like that is generally how I, I do it. You can look up like a cheat sheet on it, but that's mm-hmm. it's like the same thing as like who this? and whom. How am I supposed to know this? I went to school for X amount of years. But like, super common mistake, though. Like I here's the thing. I'm like I'm the grammar police sometimes, but I do not correct people on things like uh, I and me because they're so commonly misused. Same thing with who and whom. Like, nobody knows those Mm -hmm. correctly. The way the trick I learned for who and whom Uh is if you were to replace the word who or whom, like, he is for who and him is for whom. Um, 
Whatever. <laughs> this is like literally like making me barf. You I asked. I know, but it's just not fair because like I spent my entire life being like, oh, you have to say blank and I like that's what's proper. And then it's not these, always I yeah. like nobody like said that. Nobody said that. How am I, I mean, supposed I don't think to be that, a respectable human that speaks how English? How often is it? Uh, first of all, I would say that like 70 percent of people don't get it correct. So they wouldn't be able to like correct you anyway if even if right. you did it incorrectly yeah um that's another thing like the same thing with adverbs nine times out of ten people don't use adverbs correctly i don't either. even know if i know what an adverb is uh so the word incorrectly is an adverb so you're basically it's adjusting the verb <laughs> whatever so instead of saying oh i did that quick no it's i did that quickly right i mean i say it correctly but I just, it's just like so irritating. I know. I, I just, I'm just saying that's, that's what's correct. But again, it's, Doss is just being an asshole, right? Like he's annoyed mm-hmm. with his mom. So mm-hmm. he's just correcting her to be a dick. Right. Like that's the true tea, right? It's not everybody speaks perfect English all the time for many reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like culturally depends on where you live, what the slang is. Right. A lot of people don't speak English correctly. I mean, like there's a lot of things where you're not supposed to end the sentence in the word for, you know what I mean? But people do it all the time. So mm-hmm. who cares? All right. But well, yeah, he's just being a dick. All right. Well, point. let's move on from our grammar lesson because I don't yes, think. you're welcome. I don't think if that's incorrect, please let me know. Yeah, no, but you're, yeah, you're a lovely teacher, but I don't even think Feeny could teach me uh, <laughs> Oh, correctly. also speaking of Feeny, not to sidetrack us, but Grams gives me major Feeny vibes with oh, her fucking, yeah. like we'll get to it in a second actually, yeah. uh-huh. but she fucking nosy bitch. Yeah. So, 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 so. Um, so yeah, so she tries to explain why she's cheating. Dawson cuts her off and says that's boredom and he like runs away mm-hmm. and like basically he's like, you know, you shouldn't be explaining this to me. You should be explaining it to dad and like goes and slams his door and like hides. So, um, uh, yeah, so this is later Dawson runs into his dad in the kitchen. Apparently this restaurant he's uh-huh. like designing is called mm-hmm. the kelp, the kelp. And Which it sounds a like ch- a fucking terrible name for it's, a restaurant. I know. And it's a chain that's supposed to go like from coast to coast, many, many yeah. branches. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, it, um, it, but he still doesn't go to work and he still is home every single fucking day. Like he does yeah. not leave oh, yeah. the house ever. Yeah. And this is when Gail comes in and she decides that the best fucking time to tell yeah. him about her affair is. With a house full of people in the middle of a hurricane where people can't leave. Why does she think this is a good idea? Why does she think it's good to leave Dawson in the same room when she tells him? Yeah, she's like, no, you should stay like your family. What? Yeah, it makes no sense. And of course, she tells him she like stalls for a while, talks about wanting to be Diane oh my Sawyer. Oh, God. This like was so belabored. Like, girl, like, yeah. come on. This is just like she just like really beats around the bush and like is making no freaking sense. Yeah. But she spits it out eventually. I think like what yeah. her point is, is like, you know, she always thought that she was going to be the interviewer, not the interview, the person being interviewed for being like a low life cheater. I think that was her point. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, like, so my favorite part of the episode, of course, is when, like, Mitch, like, 
throws everything off the table, has a flashlight yeah. right in her face, and she's like, you stop crying! Stop crying! And it was so funny, because she's like, <gasps> like her, she had the ugliest crying I've ever seen. Yeah. And then her reveal was, like, so dramatic. So it's like, mm-hmm. for the past two months, for the past 62 days, every time I've come home late, every time I've made an excuse to leave this house, every time I haven't been with you, I've been with somebody else, another man, Having sex with another man. It's like, so girl. Ridiculous. And here's the thing. Like, when they eventually talk about this whole situation of, like, what yeah. her excuse was, yeah. basically, everything is too perfect. And so yeah. that's why I cheated. Yeah, she was bored. Wow. Dawson's was right. Dawson was yeah, right. She was exactly. bored. Yeah. And I love Mitch being like, as quickly as I made the decision to love you, I made the decision to hate you. I'm taking it back. <laughs> that was drama. That was, that uh, was some so good great. drama. So what is your what is your prediction um, on where this goes? Where do you think we're going to land with this couple? Uh, well, OK. Hmm. So I feel as though they're going to try to make it work. But Mitch seems like a petty bitch and is not going to be able to like not hold on to this because he has nothing else to do because he doesn't have a job. He just sits home and simmers in his own like grief and agony. He's not going to forgive easily. So I don't know if they're in it for the long haul, but I think that we're at least going to try to make it work. Okay. Um, Oh, and then one point about Graham's being a nosy bitch. She like walks in right after all this goes down. Right. And it's like, oh, it's everything okay. Like, bitch, we know you (laughs) had a glass up to the fucking door right outside all this nonsense. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And then she like she throws in her own set of metaphors, which I don't really they like connect on like movies, fine and good. But then Mm -hmm. like so her point was, I think, like after every all the rain, there's always a rainbow, and I, I mean, uh, yada yada. If you want the rain, you need an umbrella or some shit. But then, yeah. But then, like, she's like, I, you know, after looking a- around with you, you're gonna need like a good umbrella. Now that seems like a backhanded compliment. That seems like, yeah, Dawson, you're in for like a lot of misery. So you better like, you know, get ready for your uh, bumpy ride. I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. So, she's a. Well, I don't know if that was helpful. I'm not, I'm like confused. It was a confusing interaction. Nothing Graham says is helpful, in my opinion. Least yeah. Right now. So yeah, um, we get we get so much drama. We get a lot of tears between um, Gail and and what's her face. Um, she speaks to Joey. She says that she's ending things, but um, she, I don't know. She was just making kissing noises to him. Yeah, like, I don't believe think- it when I see it, Gail. Yeah, I feel like she said, "I'm going to end it." But I don't I, it's almost like a double meaning. Like, does she mean I'm going to end the affair or is it I'm going to end all the secrecy, which she did. So. I, oh, good point. I don't know. So I it, don't know. But I think she yeah. seems like she said it's over to Mitch. So, so right. um, we'll see. Yeah. But. So at the end, they, you know, Mitch drives away. Oh, yeah. He like kicks her out of the car. So funny. And, um, <laughs> I loved it. Drives away. The petty comes, bitch in me was like, yes, put that bitch in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes, he comes back and he's essentially, you know, she tries to explain it like we meant, like you mentioned earlier, her life was too perfect. Um, now all she wants is to get back her perfect life after ruining everything. And he, he kind of just wants to sit there in silence. He doesn't really want to talk about it right now. 
And, um, you know, we, we don't know what's going to come of it, but we mm-hmm. know that they um, have a fractured house and what was perceived to be the perfect life, a storybook ending or a storybook romance and Dawson's perfect little life is, you know, mm-hmm. fractured right now. So it's uh, there's a lot that we don't know currently. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll more see. to come. More to come. Um. What do we want to do next? We never really established an order. Do we want to do our notable 90s song next? Yeah, let's do that. I think that it's like, for me, it's uber obvious what the notable 90s song mm. of the week is. It was in like the first freaking five minutes of the show. Yeah. Um, I uh, have It's the End of the World by R.E.M. That's what I have as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that is just such... A classic song. They must have splurged for that one. Well, yeah, it was almost, I believe it was almost the theme song to Friends back in the day. What? Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That was one of the ones in contention, I believe. Um, yeah, classic song. I love that song. That. I can't see that. The moment I heard it. Yeah, yeah, the moment I heard it, I was like, this is the one. Yeah. Um, okay, do we want to do, do we want to do Sassy Saying next? And then. Yeah. Okay. I don't, what? I called it my Sassy Saying. Sassy I don't know that we. Well, we didn't officially about, come like, up with anything yet. SNS sassy quote of the week. No. Okay. Wait, what was it? SN. Oh, like uh, shit. Ninety shows show. sassy quote of the week. No. SNS sassy quote. I mean, that works. Meh. We don't. We don't like it. We We're can still leave it for now. It. Okay. We can leave it for now. Um. um so I have a Dawson quote because, my God, this guy was firing on all cylinders in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same one that I have. Okay, so this is when he discovers that his mom is talking to Bob on the phone on the stairs. Mm -hmm. And he says, I've got a new award for you. It's not a trophy, though. It comes in the form of an A. And you have to stitch it right here. Congratulations. And, of course, he points to his chest, which, you know, is the scarlet letter. And was that the same one you had? Of course, yeah. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it was. So I have that. Um, I had, like, mentioned fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy life from Joey, mm-hmm. which we mentioned earlier. And then I do have a Graham's quote, even though she's um, such a... Canceled. We hate her. Canceled. <laughs> but she she says, if the Lord decides to blow my house away, so be it. And she's oh, and then Jen is like, oh, I got a fax from him or something. Yeah, it's uh, the apocalypse is coming. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think like that Dawson quote is like, so good. is the one. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, so right. we have our fashion hour. Fashion. Yes, yes. Hour. Fashion hour. Fashion hour. And this week, Sarah picked the outfits, and I get to choose the winners. Right. So, this week, for the Rachel Green Award for the most notable 90s outfits, I have our... It was like Stripes Week this week. Mm-hmm. All the stripes. Um, so, my first outfit is uh, Joey, and she is wearing this, um, this like... Goodness gracious. It's kind of like a little, like a sporty zip up. Um, it's, it's, it's jacket essentially. And mm-hmm. so these like usually have like matching pants to go with it, but it's blue. It has like a stripe above the chest. There's some color blocking uh, going on, but it, it's like I could definitely see it having matching pants with the stripe going like vertically yes. down the leg. 
Um, she's wearing like this little camisole underneath with like the little lacy frilly bits on the top, which was like very 90s. And then she's tucked into some jeans. Um, I can't speak on the leg of it because I don't have like a good picture of it all the way down. It is a dark wash, which I appreciate, but we are getting into the late 90s and we do see more dark wash jeans in the late 90s versus light wash jeans in the early 90s. So um, and her hair is like in a little ponytail. She this is like a very like kind of sporty look for her. Yeah, I I was gonna say it is it is sporty looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this sweater. It's not like a it's like a zip up in the front. It's kind of yeah. it's not like a heavy duty cozy cable knit sweater. It is no more of your, no. Your it's sporty. Like, it's a sporty jacket. Like you would wear this like to varsity volleyball mm-hmm. practice essentially. Yeah. I like this outfit. I especially like a dark wash denim. Um, yeah, I know I don't mind it. I think that mm-hmm. the and I like that the the top is a bit more um more gender neutral almost. Right. Yeah. Like um, almost like a, she could have borrowed it from Dawson's closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. No. I like this, and I think she does have a scrunchie in that little pony, which. <laughs> Very 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, I have Pacey, and he is... he. So the thing is with this episode, because I think it took place in, like, a day, definitely within 24 hours, everyone was wearing their the same clothes pretty much throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. So, like, the pictures I have is when he was, like, helping Tamara, um, like, weatherproof her house. But honestly, he wore this outfit this entire episode. And this is like this red shirt with once again, a stripe across the chest stripes down the sleeve, which is like was very 90s. It's like the Adidas look um, almost essentially with like the stripes. Once again, like it's almost like the stripe down the side of your pant. Um, It's it's big on him and it has some baggy khakis with it. Also, and he's wearing some sneakers with like red laces to tie it in. Um, so this look, I just feel like is it's like a pretty typical like teenage 90s boy outfit, I think. Yes, I agree. Especially those sneakers are very like skater boy sneakers. I remember people ah, wearing those. Yeah. I don't know if they're like. I, I don't know if they're Vans, but they remind Van me of Vans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think I like this this look from PC. I mean, everything is so baggy and oversized, but mm-hmm. we just have to get over that because it's the 90s. But I yeah. do. I like this look from PC. I'm glad he's like becoming a little bit more of a staple in the in the fashion hour now. Like we're not in like the territory that was so bad in the first couple episodes. Um, this one isn't as bad from PC. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I kind of like this look from Pacey. It's um, not too kitty, but it's also not too mature. So mm-hmm. um, my last look just to like bring in the stripes to full force. So this is she's wearing like a gray shirt that's not quite a, to- a crop top, but it is like it's pretty short. Like it's it could be a crop top if she like raises her arms It's gray. It has three stripes on the arm this time. So it has a white stripe, a maroon stripe, and then a white stripe. Once again, like a very, um, a very like, uh, like sporty look for her. She wears this in the very first scene of the episode. Um, and she's wearing some light wash, like baggy jeans, um, her hair's down. There's not much like fuss to it at all. And she's wearing like some like 
white like gym socks like they are like <laughs> no ankle socks to be seen like they are like yep. chunky like a like uh, to the calf almost maybe ankle socks um mm-hmm. that that is pretty dirty on the bottom so girl you gotta like bleach your socks yeah i i appreciate how um gender neutral a lot of joey's outfits are mm-hmm. they are more on the quote unquote tomboyish like that's what it yes. would have been called in the 90s right, right, right. yep and i i appreciate that about her mm-hmm. um i like that you can just imagine that these are like clothes that like you said she grabbed out of dawson's closet or something right um i appreciate that about joey and i like a gray top i love the the stripe on the on this i like this I top too i good. i mean i think that this could be modernized perhaps like i think that the Mm -hmm. kids would probably crop this to like right under the bust area yes yes very Um, much so so it's like the long sleeves but like a crop like a short crop which i don't understand because when does your stomach get cold i don't know maybe it called me old but that's what i think we don't question them they know more than us that's true Mm -hmm. don't don't call me out on tiktok children yeah um but yeah no i like this look this is interesting so we have joey twice in the rachel green award and we have pacey and i think you know what He's probably not going to win many awards, but this particular outfit between the khakis and what appear to be a skater like Van shoe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this really does. And the stripes, too. Like, this really yeah. does scream 90s to me. So I, I have yeah. to give it to Pacey. All right, Pacey, go off. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Good for you. So next up, we have our Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. And this is for the most um, timeless outfit that you can see today. And um, first off, we have Mitch's outfit. And Mitch is uh, Dawson being Dawson's dad, Mr. Leary, whatever you want to call him. Um, Had like quite the episode of just like lashing out and being crazy, but also, um, you know, being a real savior and like rescuing all the people in the town. But so he is wearing like a white T-shirt underneath a I think. I'm not quite sure if it's denim. I'm I'm pretty sure it just might be a blue button, a light blue button down shirt that he has open and some nice mm-hmm. midwash jeans. It looks like he's wearing some nice brown boots, which I like those shoes from what I can see. And he this is like kind of like a casual look, but um, I can totally see this like a, a dad wearing this today or just like somebody mm-hmm. who Wants to look nice, but is still, like, looking casual. I really like this outfit. I do think it is. I don't think it's denim. I do think it is just, like, a dress like a shirt blue or something. Shirt. Yeah, which yes. modernize it. Yes, and I do think I love these boots. They're they're kind of like a hiking boot almost, mm-hmm. but maybe a little bit more yeah. very appro- very appropriate for a hurricane. Thank you, Mitch. Yes, yes. Um, we haven't really talked. We talk all the time about Alan's zaddy nature in in Boy Meets yes. World. Now here's okay. the thing, mm-hmm. Mitch is quite the zaddy. I know. I was thinking about that this episode too. I was like recognizing some things that I haven't really like noticed before. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't mentioned it. I think the mm-hmm. thing is, is he hasn't really been around as much. And here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not really in. If you have not rewatched this episode or rewatched any of this show and you're just listening to us out of the, the fondness of your hearts, which we appreciate, like Mitch he he's bulkier. He he's a little bit more muscly. I like that. Not yeah. really my thing as much. Oh, I don't really like a lot I mean, of. But muscle he's not personally he's not huge. Huge. He's not huge. He's not huge. He does have a bit more bulk. But I just 
I don't know, maybe it is him getting like upset and just getting angry <laughs> that I was like, ooh. You like the fire. Zaddy. Yeah. Yeah, I loved the fire from him that I saw. Yeah. And I think this look especially is yeah. very like blue collar, got mm-hmm. my work boots, getting right. ready for a hurricane chic, you know? <laughs> yeah. He, I think the issue is that he's very like sedentary. Like he's always like working on his little toys. So Fair. we haven't really like seen him in action. So, um, yeah, I think that he was a, a, a prominent force in this episode. Yes, I, I and I love this this outfit from him. So strong showing from Mitch. Lee. Yeah, yeah. So next up, we have Bodie in Bodie's outfit is kind of like Bodie went on vacation to Hawaii and is like, I'm going to get dressed up today in my Hawaiian outfit. Um, so, or he's, like, one of those guys that, like, buys the silly, like, shirts for the summer to Mm. just to be, like, ironic. Mm -hmm. So, Bodie is wearing, um, a, like, almost like a Hawaiian shirt, almost like, it's just, like, a green shirt with, like, some flowery, like, fiery pattern on it. Um, and it's tucked in, which I feel, like, improves the look. Um, the necklace is questionable. I'm not going to lie. There's some, I see a puka, a singular puka, a puka alert, um, uh, with some beads. So I, I can't speak on the necklace, but he's wearing some really nice jeans with some nice coloring. It's belted. He has a watch. I think that who I was also focused on this episode was like Bodhi's aesthetic of being Mm. hot. Um, yes. Um, he has a strong brow, Jessica. I was strong brow. Literally grabbed the thoughts out of my mind and shoved them into your mouth. Literally (laughs) what I was going to say. We talked about on the most recently we were, we guested on the Brazilian dragon podcast. Go give that a listen. We talked Scooby-Doo and we complimented Felipe's eyebrows because we appreciate a strong brow. We do. And Bodie, my gosh, his brow game is on point. Yeah. They are like properly manicured. <laughs> yes. No unibrow here. None. But like bushy. Ooh, I love a brow. Yeah. Um, no, Bodie is he is very good looking. Yes. Um yeah. I have a question about these jeans. The jeans are they? Yeah. Um, is it that they are creased? On the tops of the thighs? Or is that like the coloring? I think that's the coloring, which is very modern. Very modern. So here's the thing. I hate the shirt. I despise it. I think it's hideous. I do. I hate it. Jessica, have you ever have you ever vacationed to the tropics? I mean, not really. We went to San Diego and Will bought a Hawaiian shirt and it was very cute. I appreciate that he wanted it and it looked cute on him. But it wasn't like this. I think it's like the green for mm-hmm. me or the mm-hmm. orange and the green combined that's yeah. not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. He can still rock it. And I really mm-hmm. love these jeans on him. I think it's a really nice look for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I like the style of the jean. I like that he has the shirt tucked and I appreciate the belt and the fit of the yeah. jean on him. Me it's too. a shirt that I'm not really a big fan of. But I agree with you in theory that it can be timeless if you just look at it as it's a Hawaiian shirt and these yeah. jeans are timeless. Puka yeah. shell, not so timeless. Ugh, but the, the puka shell is a fright. It is a fright. But yeah. we appreciate the good brow and those brows hopefully will forever be in style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So my last nomination is uh, Dawson. The men like swept this category this week. They I did. gotta tell you, surprisingly, ya. usually yeah. it's women central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Dawson is wearing um, a oversized uh, like oh like red plaid shirt, but it had it's like worn it looks comfortable it looks like it's like worn with ease if you know what i'm saying like it's not it's just like comfy classic um underneath he's wearing a gray thermal that like has like two buttons which is very nice he has the top one unbuttoned for Mm -hmm. once again continuing with like the casual look He's still wearing his necklace, which I I cannot confirm what that necklace is. Like, I still... Oh, no, it's the shark tooth. We confirmed. Yes, it is the shark tooth. He's a fan. It's shark tooth. Um, And then his pants, he's wearing khakis, but not like... I don't think they're as baggy as Pacey's khakis. And he's wearing, like, a belt that is just, like, a black belt. Um, I think his hair looks like really nice and swoopy and I don't think it looks too 90s. I think that it just looks like long hair for a guy. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where we're going to have to kind of ignore the hair because they're going to have the same hair every episode, regardless of like if the outfits change. But I think that like Dawson, we're going to see Dawson in the in the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness nominations a lot okay. because a lot of his outfits are very just like generic white guy show. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like this look. I think he's also a fan of layering. I mean, we talk about layers constantly in Boy Meets World. Um, he's a big fan of layering as well. I would have preferred this outfit to be with a denim rather than a khaki. I agree. I agree. Um, but I do, I do like it. I like the flannel. I like the gray shirt. Um, I like, I like this outfit. I do too. Um, I do too. so what are you what are you thinking for this week? I mean, for for me, I think I have uh, inclination. But what do you? Yeah, think? I think I have to pick Mitch Leary here. He's yeah. zaddying it up all over the place. I yeah. think that not only is he a zaddy, but this is like an appropriate outfit for a hurricane with the boots. <laughs> so I you think you got to get practicality. Yeah, you know, I love a practical boot. And yeah. this is what he's wearing. So yeah. I think I think he deserves it. So Mitch Leary, congratulations. Congrats. This is the first time you've won an award here. You're mm-hmm. getting the Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness. Yay. I, I, I like that for him. It was his episode. So he it was he deserves the win. Yes. I mean, of all things, he deserves something. He deserves something. This, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So congratulations. We have two male winners this week. That's like unheard of here. I, I couldn't get like a good look at what Jen was wearing. It was dark and the episode was dark. I couldn't mm. like I couldn't figure it out. So I couldn't. It's I couldn't tough. Give it to her. She can get a week off. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, do we want to do a quick guess into next next week's episode, season one, episode six, is mm-hmm. called "Baby"? N- no thoughts. Thoughts on what is going to happen? No, it's not called <laughs> "Baby." Yes, it is. No, is it not? Did you look? No, I didn't look. Hold I'm on just a second. Concerned. Oh, I thought you were like correcting me. No, Jess, I'm concerned. Baby. Oh. It's called baby. No, no baby. Yes, it is. Well, what do you think it means? I hope it means Bodie and Bessie had their baby, but they don't even look that pregnant. I hope. Okay. I hope. it. it if it's not it that. It alarms me because I 
if Tamara and Pacey get pregnant, I'm literally going to flip a shit. I can't. I can't. I don't even want to think about this. This is how this relationship is going to end. I'm not even looking at you. Like, honestly, I don't want to get spoiled. But if this is where I will we're say going, anything. I, you know, I, can, I also I have going. I will. This I, is where this I is something that you off. would. I know. But you would remember this. If this is where we're going, I'm going to be like a little uh, upset uh, <laughs> because I can't handle it. Um, OK. But I hope that it's just Bodie and Bessie um, have their baby. But, like, okay. why would the whole thing be called baby? I don't know. Uh, I might have to watch this episode sooner than uh, <laughs> than later. <laughs> than your regularly scheduled programming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Typically, I watch um, the episodes on Tuesday for the first time. But I don't know mm-hmm. if I can wait till then. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So, if you want to send in your feedback, send it in to shit. What? We, we have feedback. feedback. Yeah. Sarah just made a face. Sarah just made a face and we have feedback. Alert. Emergency alert. There's feedback. feedback coming in. We have feedback. Well, while, while Sarah's bringing Incoming. it up, um, if you do want to send in feedback, send it into shit90spod at gmail.com. Right. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod. And Sarah, take it away <laughs> yeah. with our okay. feedback. So Stefan wrote, so thank you again, Stefan. Hey, ladies. Um, for someone who watches so many movies, you would think Dawson would be prepared for a cheating parent and like the drama it brings. Uh, yes. Yeah, Stefan, you would think so. But also Dawson's a little bitch. So, yeah. True tea. Um, maybe it's my West Coast bias, but I'll take earthquakes. Um, I'll take earthquakes of hurricanes every time over hurricanes every time. Oh, so he's saying earthquakes are better than hurricanes. I, don't I think know. so, too. I would agree with that. I mean, I'm not accustomed to either, but yeah. I would probably agree with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 Um, I I think if I had to choose between an earthquake and a hurricane, I don't know. Do you get off from school for an earthquake? Not typically. No, because there's not like something they're not expected, right? They just kind of happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, maybe I'll take the hurricane. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Dawson's mom sucks. Um, yeah. Just because she's straightforward doesn't make her lack um, her lack of apology okay. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. But like, have oh, at first she's like, I'm not going to apologize because forgiveness comes before apologizing. What was what was Listen, the line? I don't know, but it's bullshit regardless. Yeah. Like she should have apologized, yeah. and, and she did eventually. But she's like, I'm not going to apologize. It's like what? Well, she's just excuse. She's an excuse machine. That's right. it. Also, yeah. the guy who plays Dawson's dad also played The Flash. So she literally cheated on a superhero. That's Drew's oh. Drew's favorite um, superhero is The Flash. The so Flash. I'm going to have to ask him about that. So thanks, Stefan. Um, oh, OK. Pacey's jealousy is usually annoying, but I have to give him the sibling pass for the episode. We felt the same way. Yes, we did. We did feel the same way about that. And he just really enjoyed how the melodrama was pumped up to 15 in this episode. We love that, too. That's our, yep. like, favorite part is just we love um, the drama, the drama of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Stefan. I love hearing yes. your feedback. Oh, and reminder from Stefan, we do have to listen. To, he says that Dawson's voice reminds him of Roland in Shit's Creek. So we have to listen for that next episode because mm. I forgot to. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, thank you so much, Stefan. Please keep sending in your feedback. We love it and we appreciate yes. it. And yeah. you too, dear listener, mm-hmm. can send in your feedback. Yeah. 
to shit90spod at gmail.com. We love it. Yeah. Uh, also, ratings and reviews, five yeah. stars. We love to hear from everybody listening because we know you're out there. We know yes. you're listening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know um, a couple of people have said that they started watching Dawson's Creek because um, we started covering it, which is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on this journey. Um, as you know, this is like totally special spoiler free for my benefit mm-hmm. so it's for your benefit as well if you want to start and we're early enough where you can like really catch up with all of Absolutely. it so very easily I mean yes. obviously if you made it through this podcast like you're listening <laughs> you're probably watching along tell it's your not, friends tell, tell your, your friends, friends. Yeah. why not um, but yeah, also you can yeah. catch us on most recently on the Brazilian. We already mentioned it earlier, but the Brazilian Dragon podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we covered. That was Scooby so Dino much Zombie fun. Island. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Give that a listen. Also, if you're not, if you if you joined us just for Dawson's Creek and weren't listening along with our Boy Meets World content, we just dropped the podcast with Chappelle, the great Chappelle. And it was hilarious. My face hurt from laughing after we recorded it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely give that a listen. Even if you're not like a Boy Meets World watcher, I still think it's really funny and you yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. I and mean, we're just finishing up the first season. So um, even if you're not like a big fan of the first season because it doesn't really like, you know, it's the first season. They're super young. They're, there's not the drama that mm-hmm. comes with Dawson's Creek. Season two, like, amps it up a little. So um, join us with that. We also did a Goofy movie um, with Karen from Canada. So um, you can always catch that. We're just plugging ourselves. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Join the fun on social media at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can always email us at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, Jess, anything that you want to report on, like, community building? Uh, we're going into the main feed this week. So if you are not a patron, you can still listen to us now. So we're kind of just going through our syllabus on what to expect for the upcoming, uh, for me, a rewatch for Josh Wiggler, a first time watch of Community. Mm-hmm. So give that a listen. If that is something that interests you, we'd love to have you. Um, and I think that's all we got until next time you yeah. will be hearing from us on season one, episode six of Dawson's Creek. We hope everybody has a wonderful day and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.